This is a podcast. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. This is a podcast. Bap. Welcome back to our podcast where we talk to the dead as well as your living favorites. I'm your host, Brianna. And I'm the other host, Adriana. Today we have three special guests, all the way from the Kingdom of England. First, we're going to introduce them separately. However, we will bring them out later for one big happy reunion. Our first guest will be Goneril, the eldest daughter of King Lear. She's known for her disloyalty and lies. We're excited to have you on this podcast. How are you doing today, Goneril? Busy. Oh, what have you been up to lately? Well, my stupid father's absolutely senile, so I stick over his kingdom, and then my sister Cordelia got her husband involved, you know, the king of France, and now it's just a mess. Like, we're obviously going to win the war, but, like, why all the hassle? If they just listened to what I said, then they could have avoided all this. Wait, so you're saying that you're at war, like, right now? Well, yeah. I mean, not me, of course, but, like, everyone else. My husband, Duke of Albany, is fighting right now. He's an absolute jerk. I've met the Duke of Albany. He seemed like a pretty good and decent guy. I mean, I guess I can see where you got that idea from. He's loyal to his kingdom and all, but, like... He thinks I'm super manipulative and is persistent that I'm not a good person. All I wanted to do was what was right for me. I mean, the Kingdom of England. He keeps saying that he's basically only doing it because he's loyal or like whatever, but he says that he agrees with the other side. He's lucky I don't have them banished for such tyranny. I don't know if this is controversial, but doesn't it seem like your family has quite a history with banishing people? First your sister Cordelia, then Kent. It just seems like quite a theme you've got going on. Maybe you should consider a different outlook on life, especially since you might be blinded by your own selfish motives. Not my problem. I'm a businesswoman. I do what's necessary. Can you tell us about how this all started then? I mean, I love my father. Well, at least that's what I said. (laughs) And Cordelia, she's always been dad's favorite, and she was being difficult and saying that she doesn't love him with her whole heart, essentially saying... The Lord whose hand must take my plight shall carry half my love with him, half my care and duty. Sure, I shall never marry like my sisters to love my father and all. Blah, blah, blah. And so she was banished and, banished and it was just us two, me and my sister Rayton. Dad was going to stay with either one of us at different points in time and I... Bleh, got the <laughs> Everything was fine. And then Dad slapped Oswald, which is not okay. It was honestly so disrespectful. So I sent a letter to Reagan via pigeon and told her that we need to be super standoffish to the Adventist Knights because they were also being gross and annoying. Why should I have to take care of him? Old fools are babes again. Well, that's an interesting turn of events. Thanks for talking with us, Gonrel. Yeah, thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> and now we've got our next guest, Reagan. She's Gonrel's younger sister, and she has quite a story to tell. Welcome in, Reagan. Hello. Do you mind telling us your side of the story? What story? Well, a lot has happened recently, and you're quite involved with the conflict happening. Garnerell said she sent you a letter. Oh, that letter. Dad was being so rude, it's unbelievable. She said that I should be very cool and collected, and after hearing about his ways, I just couldn't stand the side of him. But that caused a little bit of an issue, did it not? I guess. I didn't really care to find out, so I left and went to Gloucester's house. How'd that go? Well, my late husband, the Duke of Cornwall, got this letter from Edmund. And sweet Edmund informed Cornwall that Gloucester was a traitor to England and the rest was history. He died? Obviously. Well, thank you for all of that. Okay, now that those sisters are gone, let's recap. Initially, Goneril seemed to be able to see the truth, understanding that her father could not see and was foolishly banishing Cordelia. 
Commenting on his old age, she said, You see how full of change his age is? The observation we have made of it hath not been little. He always loved our sister most, and with what poor judgment he hath now cast her off appears too grossly. Here, Goneril explains Lear's situation. As he ages, he's losing his ability to make good decisions. Goneril also sees that Cordelia is Lear's favorite daughter. Similarly, Reagan comments on Lear's inability to make decisions, saying, "'Tis the infirmity of his age, yet he hath ever but slenderly known himself." Goneril and Reagan both see their father Lear more clearly than he sees himself. Seeing the effects of his old age, it seems as if Goneril and Reagan ultimately decided to take things into their own hands by betraying their father. After getting a grasp of power, there was no returning. As you've heard from these interviews, all they care about is power and getting Edmund all to themselves. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they betrayed each other. <laughs> Next up, we have Edmund, the illegitimate son of the Earl of Gloucester. Thanks for joining us, Edmund. Thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. There's been a lot going on recently, and I was wondering if you could give us a rundown of what happened and how this all started. Sure thing. You know me. I always kind of lived in the background as Gloucester's illegitimate. Bastard? Son. Illegitimate son? Anyways, so living in the shadow behind Edgar was kind of tough growing up, so I thought, hey, you only live once, so don't I? why don't I try to take over my father's land and start a war? Pretty easy, right? Sure. Yeah, so I forged this letter by Edgar and tricked my father into believing that Edgar was practicing evil incarnate, and then I convinced Edgar that Dad was mad at him, which he was, so that wasn't a really a lie, technically. But he was mad at him for the lie that you created. You could say that. So, how did Goneril and Reagan become a part of this? It's kind of a funny story, actually. I'm over here deceiving my father and they are too. It just worked out perfectly for all of us. Our stories were in parallel until they eventually came together. Okay, Edmund, thank you for your insight. Wow, Edmund is one basket case. In Act 1, Scene 2, Edmund says, Why brand they us? With base? With baseness? Bastardy? Base? Base? Evidently, he is deeply affected by the stigma of being a bastard and is acting out as a result of this. Yeah, but don't blame all of his actions on that. He's a greedy bastard who wants nothing but power. He's put a target on his brother's back. Exactly. Similar to Goneril and Reagan, he's a deceiver. They both seem to embody the theme of appearance versus reality. You know, I kind of wish I was as good as a manipulator as they are. You know, just minus all the deaths. Next up, we're going to hear from the ultimate deceivers, Goneril, Reagan, and Edmund together. Welcome back, guys. Maybe we shouldn't have put Edmund in the middle. <laughs> back away, ha ha ha. You're welcome. Sure. I'm sensing a lot of anger in this room right now. Care to explain? There's nothing really to talk about. Reagan's been a spoiled brat and ruining, ruining everything. How am I the spoiled brat? This entire war was basically your fault. You're ridiculous. Oh, I'm ridiculous? You have got to be joking. I'm the reason this kingdom is still standing. You could never rule Reagan. You, you straight up just lack the ability. Do not! I'm just as capable! No, you aren't. You're too caught up with Edmund to even focus on the war right in front of you. So are you! I don't need to be. Edmund and I are in love. Er, wrong. <laughs> you have a husband, Albany? Remember him? Your point? My husband's dead, so it's only right that I get Edmund, and that's that. Okay, that's not how it works. Okay, okay, okay. Let's all calm down. Let's hear from Edmund. Maybe he can settle this dispute. Um, no comment. Okay. I guess. Are there any last words, perhaps, before we end this podcast? I'll say something. Who started all of this? Dad. He should have given us the throne earlier, and none of this had to happen. He was old and senile and shouldn't have been trying to rule in his state. I was just looking out for everybody. I was doing what no one else could have, and I accomplished it. I'm the oldest, and I've done the most work so that I can get what I deserve. And now that I've gotten it, I deserve Edmund. He loves me. That's what he said. And I love him. 
I think it's due without even having this conversation. There's no discussion left. So, Reagan, stop being childish. Let's toast to Edmund. To Edmund! Um, Reagan, I wouldn't. <laughs> what the? I'm gonna go? What the? Goneril, don't! Well, this has been quite the tragedy.